It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic use their off time to reset. And boy, does it look like they reset a resounding win over the Oklahoma City Thunder, a slump-busting game from Paolo Bancaro, and a whole lot more. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is January 5th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross. And I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic get their reset, play like they did when they were winning, and yes, get a big win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll go over that game Coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No, every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On. Ma- there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. As you Orlando Magic practiced over these last two days, getting getting the weekend off for New Year's New Year's Day uh, for for the New Year holiday, um, they talked a lot about getting a reset uh, on a three-game losing streak where they said they they just did not come to games as prepared or as focused on the game plan as they needed to be. This Magic team wanted to kind of reset themselves. And with two days of practice, a rare back-to-back day of practice, at home at that, the Magic got that opportunity. They got that opportunity to get back down to their basics, to get back down to their fundamentals, to to reinforce things, things defensively and offensively that they want to do that have slipped and tend to slip when you don't have practice time. And so the Magic took advantage of this time. They worked real hard on Monday with practices, uh, with with a five on with five on five scrimmaging. Tuesday was a, more of a rest and teaching day, but the Magic knew they needed to kind of get back to what they were doing well. And, and yes, they faced an Oklahoma City Thunder team that was coming off a a, road, a home road back to back, which banned home road back to back. So those are schedule losses. And yeah, this looked like a schedule loss for the Thunder. Um, no offense to anyone that that would think otherwise or don't think those exist. The Magic looked like a well-rested team. They looked like a very focused team. And, and they were playing a Thunder team that, while still very still playing well, just didn't have that extra oomph and didn't have that extra bit of energy. And so as Orlando took the lead, and, and again, they they earned the lead. It's, it's not like the Magic didn't deserve to win this game or, or that's an excuse OKC was, was, had their opportunities. But the Magic played the way that we expect them to play. In a brilliant first half, especially a brilliant second quarter where they outscored Oklahoma City 39-25, to 
Orlando moved the ball effectively, getting around the horn, getting to the basket, getting to the foul line, as we know this team is capable of doing. Defensively, they were in place at all times, creating a bit of a wall to stop Shea Gilgis-Alexander and spraying out the three-point line to contest shots. They made Oklahoma City's life in the paint extremely difficult, while they themselves lived in the paint and were able to get the shots and, and the quality shots that they wanted. Most importantly, the swagger and confidence that this Magic team played with during their win streak seemed to return. The team felt the team felt like it could dominate. It imposed its will on the game, and they took as much as a 22-point lead. This was just, a, a, the first half especially, was just sound Magic basketball. This is how the Orlando Magic want to play. This is how the team wants to play at its very peak. And they look like it and play like it in a major way. They looked fantastic. And again, if the Magic continue to continue to kind of build off of this and play the way that they know they're capable of playing, they should be able to continue their winning ways and should be able to continue uh, to, to, to stay in this play, stay in this postseason chase and, and, and to continue to build wins the way that they want to build them. The second half, though, was a bit of a struggle. Yes, Orlando still scored 56 points. It's the NBA right now. Uh, but they did, but they got outscored 62 to 56. Um, they got a little bit looser, no doubt about it. The Thunder found their groove a little bit. They got to the line a ton, especially Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who had a really poor game, except that he made 17 of 18 free throws, more than half of his points coming from the foul line, um, You know, which blunted a little bit of the Magic's defense and really had the game lose its rhythm. The third quarter especially, Orlando just couldn't get into a rhythm, couldn't get into a flow, and Oklahoma City cut that 22-point lead down to seven. It's the NBA, everyone makes a run. And so the thing to the thing to take away from that is, yeah, the Magic lost a little bit of their mojo and, and, and couldn't get it back. And again, I would say that the flow of the game was very, very off for this for the Magic in the second half. Um, turnovers hurt for sure, but the way that the, the fouls were being called in, in, in the third quarter, uh, a lot of starting and stopping took forever to get through that third quarter, and, and that's a big reason why the Thunder, I think, were able to get back into the game. From there, though, the Magic made every play that they had to. Every time OKC made a push to get back into the game, cutting it down to, again, cutting it down to as little as seven, Orlando made a shot, made a play to get themselves back in it, whether, or get themselves back in the lead. Whether that was Paolo Bancaro hitting a, a, a big jumper, a big contested jumper at times, or Markel Fultz squeezing out an offensive rebound to get an extra possession, or the Magic themselves getting to the foul line and, and, Getting their getting their thing and getting their free throw shooting going to kind of keep the Thunder at arm's length. It wasn't the cleanest finish for Orlando. You'd like to see a team go up by 22 and maintain that 20 point lead and not make you sweat a little bit, but it was a good finish nonetheless because Orlando was able to play its style and, and, and to and to stay in the lead and stay ahead. These are good things. Winning is good, and 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 it doesn't matter how you win. You're going to learn something. You hope to learn some lessons through winning, but the Magic were able to get contributions from so many players. Eight different players scored double figures. Cole Anthony was the only player who played Wednesday night who did not get into double figures. He had six points. We'll get into the box score here, but that eight, the eight players in double figures ties a Magic record, um, one that they set, I believe, earlier this year, one that they, they had uh, tied as well earlier this season, but that just shows the balance that this Magic team can have and how effective this team can be when everybody is contributing. And I mean everybody contributed. 
Caleb Houston, R.J. Hampton. Uh, you know, Markel Fultz had some, had, had some really strong moments. You know, Mobamba had some strong moments. Gary Harris was fantastic. Everybody contributed. And again, that's magic basketball. Jamal Mosley said forever that everything has to be by committee, that we have to play, that, that we want to play by committee. We want everyone to be able to contribute and everyone be able to give something. That's what happened in this game. And so the magic played their game. They got back to who they want to be. They reset themselves, and they put themselves in a great position to win. The Orlando Magic defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder 126-115 to 115 and uh, dive a little bit deeper into those individual performances. But first, a quick call at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, the bowl season's over, and plenty more. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. I believe the Paolo Bancaro rookie odds are down to 1-7. to That's how much of a favorite he is. Um, Essentially, you bet $7, you only get one. So, not a great bet, but probably the winning bet. I think it's pretty much cinched up. Head to the web, uh, barring injury. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So let's run through the final box scores. Your line of magic defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder 126 to 115. Um, again, it, it does. I say that the Thunder score 115, and yes, I know they scored 150 on Tuesday night. Um, it doesn't sound like the Magic played great defense, but let me let me say, you know, a NBA scores are weird. A hundred isn't quite the standard it used to be, but the Magic did play really good defense in this game. The Thunder shoot 40.4% overall, 36 for 89 from the floor. Um, they only get nine offensive rebounds, five of them from Kenrich Williams. Um, so Orlando does a decent job on the glass. The Magic actually hold the Thunder, who are number three in the league in points in the paint per game, to just 30 points in the paint and 15 for 41 shooting in the paint. This was, uh, you know, uh, well, I, I, I may add a little bit more on top of this later on, but this was a fantastic defensive effort. This was a fantastic defensive game. Shea Gilgis-Alexander was really the only one that that got himself going um, and, and really the only consistent offensive push that the Thunder had all night. He had 33 points on 8 for 19 shooting. He did get to the line for 17 of 18 free throws. That was the biggest problem. There are two problems for the Magic in this game. 
turnovers and fouling. And those have been problems throughout the course of the season. Those are problems you expect from young teams, but an area where the Magic could still greatly improve. So having said that, off 17 turnovers, Oklahoma City only scored 20 points. So you limit those mistakes, and the score looks a whole lot cleaner for the Orlando Magic. Having said that, um, you know obviously the fouling on Shea Gilles Alexander was the biggest issue. A lot of touch fouls in that second half. It, it, you know again you got to adjust to how the game is being played. But Shea did a great job drawing that contact. A lot of credit for this defense should go to Gary Harris. 18 points, five for 10 shooting, three for five from beyond the arc, five for six. From the foul line, 27 minutes. Great defense on Shea Gilles Alexander. This this is what we thought we were getting with Gary Harris when Gary Harris came over and and and, and we you know we're, we're waiting for him to get healthy again. This is the Gary Harris that everyone talks about. This is the Gary Harris that everyone looks forward to and believe and believes heavily in. Um, he he played great, um, and it was good to see him healthy. It's good to see him kind of back out there with the restrictions. 27 minutes is, is I think a season high. He was just all over the place and did, just did a really good job being disciplined on, on Shea Gilders-Alexander. Yeah, he probably had a few of those fouls too, but being disciplined on him, keeping out, him out of the paint, making him work for all his shots. The shooting percentage says it all for Shea. Gary Harris made his life very, very difficult. And Shea is, again, he's going to be an all-star this year. It's just about containing and limiting, and, and, and the Magic did a really good job of that. The Magic star of the night, Paolo Bancaro. 25 points, 8 for 17 shooting, 7 for 9 from the foul line, 8 rebounds, Seven assists. Um, there were moments in this game where Paolo was taking those difficult jumpers, the pull-up jumpers, the turnaround jumpers, the fadeaway jumpers, uh, and and when he's hitting those, it's done. It's over. The Magic have one of those guys that can comfortably take those shots, comfortably make those shots, and just let the defense know that there's no way to defend him on the, on that night. Uh, you know, it definitely felt like in in the fourth quarter, especially, that the Magic really turned to Paolo to kind of take them home and finish the game. Um, we haven't always seen that. Um, you know, sometimes it's been Markel trying to close the games out. Sometimes it's been Franz. Paolo Bancaro was the one that really closed this game out. And on several occasions, Oklahoma City made a push. They made a big three. They made a big shot. And Paolo would come to the other end, set himself up, get a shot. He didn't get the foul line as much in the second half, but create something to make this team go. Um, right now, really, the only thing stopping him, uh, when, when he's this confident and has that look in his eye, the only thing that's stopping him is defenses sending double teams his way and he just him just not knowing how to read those quick enough or read those properly quite yet, which, again, he's a rookie. You got to remind yourself so much that he's a rookie. But Paolo just... This was a star game for Paolo Bancaro. Um, just, just plain and simple. This was an all-star level game from Paolo. It's not just the points he scored. It's the way that he scored them and the moments that he scored them in. This kid is really, really impressive. I know we say that all the time. I know Magic fans don't need convincing of this, but I, I want to just I want to pause and recognize that we have a rookie who is playing at a very, very advanced level and he's only going to get better. That's 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 the truth. That's the truth of it. He's only going to get better. Wendell Carter, I thought, was also really strong in this game. 13 points, 4 for 9 shooting. Missed all four of his three-pointers. So, again, a lot of his misses are from deep. 13 rebounds for Carter. The 13 rebounds, to me, are the big thing. Um, he just he was just all over the glass. He gobbled up rebounds. He just made he just made his presence felt at all times. It was great giving help to Gary Harris on those drives by Shea. A lot of the Magic's fouling issues kind of started 
uh, you know, I hate to single single out Mo Bamba, and, and I'll talk about his positives here in a minute, but uh, a lot of the a lot of the Magic's negatives came out when Mo Bamba was there, and they didn't quite have the same base defensively, the same backstop defensively. But Carter was extremely active defensively. Just what cleaned up, Magic needed him to clean up, and it was just a a very impressive game uh, from Wendell Carter. Uh, Markel Fultz, a solid game with 13 points, five for eight shooting, six rebounds, four assists, four turnovers. So, you know, uh, Kel, Kel had moments. Um, you know, again, three offensive rebounds with a big one. He had a big, big offensive rebound late in the fourth quarter as Orlando was was, was trying to keep their lead at, at a comfortable margin, not let not let the Clippers make a late run. Uh, he, he has a way of making those kinds of winning plays, even when he's not playing the greatest. Um, he found his shots here and there. He wasn't really hunting his shots. He was doing a good job distributing and, and keeping everybody involved and keeping the Magic's offense good. Um, the, the offense flows just so well with him out there. Again, it's 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 always really hard to quantify the ways that Markel Fultz makes this team better. Um, and, and he certainly did in this game. Certainly made this team a, a whole lot better in, in, in this one. But overall, just a really strong, you know, just a really solid game. Not the greatest game, but a solid game from Markel Fultz. We're going to dive into some of the bench players in our next segment. We talk a little bit about going by committee, so I'll save them for for, for that. Uh, but Orlando shoots 51.9% from floor. They're 13 for 33 from beyond the arc, so a solid percentage there. 29 for 36 from the foul line. 13 offensive rebounds for the Magic. 26 assists on 42 field goal makes. Just, to, again, a really solid offensive game. You don't score 126 points without being pretty solid offensively. Orlando was in a good flow offensively, and... and you know, despite what the numbers say, all the players will tell you that they believe they are a good offensive team. Whether they can play well offensively depends on whether they defend well, whether they're able to get out in transition, whether they're able to get into that flow, into that rhythm, uh, and, and get themselves going. This offense still has a long way to go. I'm not quite buying what the players sell when they say that they believe this is their, that they are a good offensive team, but I, I think there are really good elements to this team that continue to play out and continue to look good Overall, uh, the Orlando Magic defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder 126-115. to 115. I want to chat a little bit about some of the bench players and how the Magic's by-committee approach really seemed to work. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the whole season, uh, Jamal Mosley has said that Orlando Magic will have what he calls a by-committee approach. He wants everyone to be able to, 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 to be successful and wants the game, honestly, to dictate who has to step up. You know, the ball will naturally find the player that needs to score. And, you know, this by-committee approach is really them, really the Magic saying, we want and we have the confidence in everyone on our roster to make a contribution and to do something positive out on the floor. That's, honestly, I think that's what's at the heart of what the Magic are trying to do and what the Magic are trying to build or, or what the Magic believe 
they are building and trying to do. Um, that's that's at the heart of it. Now, this by committee approach, you know, this belief that any player can be your leading scorer, you know, I, I think that's all well and good to say. We all know Paolo Bancaro is the main guy. We all know Franz Wagner is a capable scorer. And and really, this by-committee approach is finding that third guy to give them 15 points a night, uh, 15, 16, 17 points a night, and then having role players that will fill in elsewhere. The reality for this season, though, is everyone's had to be a bit by-committee. Everyone's had to be ready because of all the injuries this team has faced, because of all the suspensions this team has faced. Um, And so there is, you know, obviously you want that confidence, you want that faith uh, in your team, in anyone on your team to step up and play. And and again, everybody on this team has had a moment. Everyone on this team has made a winning play and and contributed somehow to a victory this season. That's that's been the beauty of the season so far as this team is is learning how to win and continuing to improve. For the Magic, though, this had to play out in a big way on Wednesday night. Still down players with suspension. Bull Bull out in his health and safety protocols. The Wagner's out for the suspension. Kevon Harris, Admiral Schofield out. Players had to step up as the team continued to piece together a lineup and piece together playing groups uh, with what they have, with only not with only nine players available and all nine played. So it's encouraging and part of this philosophy that Caleb Houston comes out and scores 11 points on 4-for-9 shooting with 3-for-7 from beyond the arc, including 5 rebounds and 3 offensive rebounds. Making an impact everywhere. And look, there's a lot that Caleb Houston does that doesn't show up in a box score. He is an excellent defender, especially help side. He understands his help rotations really, really well for a rookie. He is an excellent defender, and, and there is a clear reason why the Magic are investing so much in him and want him out there. He played... Fantastic. This might have been his best game of his young career, not just because he scored and hit some big shots throughout the game, but because he was everywhere defensively helping set the tone on that end. Um, it's why players like Terrence Ross, you know, who's a veteran, we know him. He's been in and out of the lineup all year long. He's sometimes been out of the rotation, you know, just to let younger players play. When the Magic need him, he steps up and has a classic Terrence Ross performance. 18 points, 6-for-9 shooting, 3-for-4 from deep, 5 rebounds. Just a constant threat, a constant moving threat. Guy who could hit from beyond the arc, just someone that the defense had to account for in this game. It's why, it's what happens when the Magic give their faith to RJ Hampton, playing 23 minutes in this one. Scores 12 points, 4-for-7 shooting, only 1-for-4 from beyond the arc, so all his misses were threes. 3-for-4 from the foul line. Someone who was putting pressure on the defense. Someone who was playing with activity. And yeah, he had a couple fouls and got beat by Shea Gildas-Alexander a few times. But the competitiveness was there. He was willing to get down and defend. He was willing to get into defenders. He was willing to make things happen. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes he forced it. And I think that's the biggest thing with RJ Hampton. And, you know, he's had so limited time that he, I think, tries to do too much. But when he played within himself, when he was really composed and calm he made a really positive impact in this game. It's why, you know, a player like Mo Bamba even, with 10 points, 4 for 6 shooting, making some shots around the basket, hitting some key jumpers, be, you know, being sometimes being a bit late defensively, but being there still to challenge shots and contest shots. And honestly, you know, he had two rebounds, so, you know, he did a good job kind of keeping the thunder off the glass at times as well uh, when he didn't have to step up and, and play help. The point is, for the Magic to win and for the Magic to succeed, contributions from everybody who plays. 
They need to have the faith and belief in everyone that they can do something positive, that they can make good things happen. And that's what the Magic saw Wednesday night. And that was the big takeaway because, you know, there have been so many times with during all the injuries, during all the suspensions, that the Magic haven't gotten the best from everyone. Yes, you know, maybe against the Lakers, against the Pistons, especially uh, during this three-game losing streak, Paolo and Franz weren't at their best. And it's, it's hard for the Magic to win when those two guys aren't playing well. Uh, because then you're asking a lot of these players to pick up their slack. The Magic needed everyone to be at their best Wednesday night to win. Even with the rest advantage, even with everything else, the Magic were going to need contributions from everybody. That's how Oklahoma City plays. They will get buckets, they will get baskets from everybody. The Magic got those contributions. They got those contributions from every single player. Everyone who touched the floor made a positive impact. And that's what it's going to take to win. That's what it's going to take for this Magic team to take those steps forward, to be the be a better team, to be a winning team, to be a team that can be a factor. That's what it's going to take. And the Magic showed what showed that they can be that team once again. Now obviously everyone's going to come back pretty soon. Franz Wagner is going to play uh, tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. He'll be back in action with his suspension served. Um, you know, Admiral Schofield, Kevon Harris, uh, more players that the Magic really trust, whether they should or not, is a debate for later. Um, I, I think they should. They're, they've been very good this year. Um, uh, they'll be back as well. And, you know, Jamal Mosley said that Jalen Suggs may be available as well. And, and there's certainly uh, some signs indicating that Jalen Suggs will make his long-awaited return on Thursday as well. Still, that philosophy is going to remain. Everybody who touches the floor has to do some, has to be able to contribute something, and the Magic have to have the faith that they can, because when they do, they look like a very, very good team. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to all the podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Listening to us, we want to thank you for making us your first listen today. If we are, if we are, if we're not, we're, we thank you for listening anyway. But now that you're done listening to us, go make your second listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Phil Foster. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.